Hello, family. Welcome to this week's episode of the Talk Hub. I just really want to I just really want to shout out to you guys for the responses and participation in the last series that we hosted. It makes me really happy to know that we are growing and thriving to make a difference in society in every positive way. So whilst we're keeping at it, today I'm joined by an extraordinary young man who is making a huge difference and taking fatherhood and parenting to dimensions we never knew of so through the proud dad gang if um if at all you've heard about it um this guy has started a movement called the proud dads gang and um if you aspire to be a dad one day or you're a parent in your own right it's a must to follow um, to follow his page on Instagram and all other social media pages. And he's really making a difference. Okay, so let me ask Tino to introduce himself. Hi, Tino. Hi, Sophia. How are you doing? And, I'm uh, great. Fantastic. And hi to your listeners as well. Um, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's really amazing to, to join and um such an amazing thing that you're doing i really appreciate oh thank you so much i also am really moved by this the work that you're doing to show your dedication as a father and the importance of parenting in the community and society as a whole so um, you know do you mind just simply introducing yourself and letting us know more about you and what you do uh, okay, so okay, my name is Tino. I'm the founder of Proud Dads Movement, and um, yeah, I am a husband to a very beautiful woman, um, and a nice. father to <laughs> and a father to an amazing two-year-old. Yes, the child is very energetic, amazing. Um, basically, brought the best out of me. So yeah, and oh, wow. I'm yes, um, I'm also a businessman who runs quite a number of businesses, uh, just from printing, design, and installation across South Africa. So, and um, yeah, and I'm a very social and energetic person who enjoys uh, being around people and networking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, this is just a glimpse of, of, of who I am, yeah. Wow, what a powerhouse, I'm sure. You've only said just just a few. You said it's a glimpse, so I'm guessing there's a whole lot more. But thank you so much for joining us in this week's episode, which I believe is going to make a difference to many people out there. And that's what we basically do, is to try and make a difference, right? Because society is changing, our generation has changed, and we need to really put the work out there. And so I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Welcome to the Talk Hub. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Okay, so um, let's get right into it, Tino. So just um, if you can please give us a brief, uh, tell us a bit more about the Proud Dads Gang in depth. Uh, what inspired you to start that? You've already mentioned that you, you're a family man and you've got a two-year-old. And um, so what got you to be here doing the work that you're doing in the fatherhood and parenting community? Okay, yeah, thank you very much. Um, um, okay, so for this movement that I began, um, it was a bit to bring back the dignity and trust in fatherhood. Um, and, you know, I grew up without a father, um, a father having uh, passed on when I was only three years old. So... Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. So it's, 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 it's something that is really at heart and, and I know how it feels growing up without a father. So, mm. and at the moment, we're sitting with a lot of fathers, um, a lot of kids who are fatherless in the society. And this is very alarming, especially to me. Um, and after, after all that, having grown up without a father, I thought this is the perfect time for me after I had my own child to say, you know what, um, let me encourage other fathers um, out there to say, you know what, guys, you don't have to grow up with you don't have to run away from the kids they really need you because we need to break the curse of um of kids growing up without fathers 
looking at South Africa right now, you're looking at about 50, uh, 56% or so, 57% of the kids um, growing up with their fathers out there. And even the fathers not being on the kids' birth certificate is very alarming in South Africa alone. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it affects a child emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, and uh, it really does. yes, yes. So this is this is this was one of the reasons why I started it because I I noticed that a lot of these young boys have have got into this thing that you know what it's fine to impregnate a girl and just leave her and not to know what's happening in the child. And at the moment, we're facing a whole lot of gender-based violence, and some of that is actually I'm sorry to say, but. It's a contributing factor of uh, kids growing up without fathers and because they don't have the guidance, they don't have an identity. A lot of these uh, men who are abusing women, it's also because they, they, they never were loved when they were growing up. They don't have an identity. They don't know who they are and they've got so much anger in them. So, yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I started to, to actually try and... Um, and and change the generations to come wow that's deep so you've actually touched on something i've always wondered when you say that when you touched on gender-based violence you touched on um some of the the things that people grow up some habits that they grow up with a bit of brokenness is because of daddy issues and the most important thing is that men don't understand the power they have when they step up and lead, lead their homes or lead their children. It makes so much of a difference. Yes, true. Uh, because you know what? Um, for me, I was expelled in school, right? And uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, from trying to find, um, you know, to fit in, in, in the society because I didn't know who I was. So I wanted to find relevance. <laughs> From, from other kids to say, okay, he's cool, he's this kind of person or whatever the case might be. And I ended up, you know, getting people alcohol and I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't even a drinker at that time, but I just wanted to show that, you know what, I'm actually brave. I, I'm actually that cool guy or whatever the case might be. I ended up getting I'm up. a man, yeah. Yes, you know. And um, I was also, I also stole, I was stealing a lot from my mm-hmm. own family as well. Um, wow. that was, yeah, from, from my grandmother, from my uncle, and it was actually quite bad because you know, um, the, the road I went through without having a father, not knowing, uh, not having someone I can sit down and say, ask, okay, how do I do this? Or someone I can look up to and say, okay, there's my dad, he's showing me how to do this, uh, or whatever the case might be. So it's actually very very bad for me. I used to cry when I was growing up, uh, walking to school mm. and thinking to myself, if my father was there, maybe things could have been better or whatever the case might be. Although my mother was there, she was supportive. Mm. But it was a different story because I needed a father figure and I didn't have that at that moment. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's that's very deep. Like I, <laughs> I actually got emotional there for a moment, but I think you raised very important points in terms of sometimes even when a mother is present, um, the it's presence of a father makes a difference. True, true. It does. It does make a uh, make a huge difference, even to girls. Um, you know, I think mm. it really it really makes a difference as well. Mostly to girls. Well, not mostly because everybody needs their father, but I think like you've pointed out about daddy issues, you do tend to, those things tend to kind of leak at whatever age or in whatever situation. If you didn't have a present father who was there to lead you and guide Mm -hmm. you through the way, you can tell, you can tell the difference between a a child who was led by a father and one that wasn't. Not that it's our choice, but sadly, it's a sad reality. And um, the fact that you came to a realization of actually stepping up through, because you could have gone down that road and just never come back. You know what I mean? Like gone down the stealing road, but it takes a lot of grace and a lot of introspection to actually get to a point of saying, what am I doing? And realizing what the core issue was is, I must say, worth a, a huge upload. 
Yes, very true, very true. Like even uh, I posted one one picture on on Instagram today when I show the difference mm-hmm. between um, a father and his daughter and a father and his son. And you could see when it comes to fathers and, and daughters, how the love that they give their own their own daughters, the gentleness and all that. And that's what a girl needs. He needs gentle love. Sure. And it shows them, it basically guides them to say, okay, when you grow up, you're going to, uh, girls actually tend to look for the kind of men their father is when they're growing up because they look up to their father. That's the father. A uh, father is a, a daughter's first love. You know, and uh, and for boys, it's always that you know the strength, the showing that uh, authority and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we try to depict on 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 that image that I posted today, and that those are the one of the most important things of fatherhood um, in raising their kids. That's that's wow, that's deep, and I will definitely put some points on that because, and I hope everyone else who's listening is actually taking notes and realizing how serious it is. But what 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 would you suggest for people who never grew up with fathers and are in some sort of situation? What what would be your advice in terms of how to? Where then do we get that love if, if it wasn't available from the get-go? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a very good question. Um, to be honest, you know what? I wouldn't know if where to get that love because it also depends on in the environment one is growing from. And uh, it's up to every person as... You know, when you're growing up, you've got your aspirations and your dreams, right? And I think uh, we need to speak positivity at any given time, uh, whether from our friends, uh, family, or whatever the case might be, right? And because you never know where people come from. Some people don't speak. Some people won't say, especially for, for men. Men don't talk to say, you know what, they're going through stuff or something okay. hurting them, or whatever the case might be. I, I never spoke about um, how it has affected me growing up without a father, but it showed in my actions. But just because I was an open person, very bubbly and all that, I think that also helped me. But also, I think one of the things that helped me as well is growing up in a prayerful family, uh, having my grandfather sure. being a bishop and all that, that helped me because I turned to the Bible to help me to um, to know the importance of a father so that when I became a father, I knew I needed to do something to change uh, my anger inside me from growing up without a father. Mm. Oh, wow. So, so speaking positive and speaking life towards mm. each other has to become a habit. It has basically. to become a habit. Yes, very true. And encouraging each other, especially when you're going through stuff, you know, telling each other, okay, I'm there for you or whatever the case mm. may be. Because uh, like I said, you don't know what people are going through. Just being kind makes a big difference. Wow. Okay, so um, I wanted to also find uh, your opinion on this. I have this belief, right, that everyone is a parent in their own right, yeah. right? So in, by that, I mean um, there are people who have literally um, become biological parents in terms of they went through the phase of nine months pregnancy mm-hmm. and they went through the phase of delivering a child in the labor room. Yes. Is it really what makes a parent or everyone is a parent in their own right in terms of you have certain people out there who are maternal with or without them having to, having had gone into the labor room? And sometimes you find that you are surrounded by children. And I think raising a child is not only a mom and dad's duty, but as an aunt myself, I'm, I'm a, an aunt to about seven beautiful nieces and nephews and I realized that my conduct around them and how I live my life whether they're watching or not the repercussions that my decisions will have 
is part of raising them, whether it's directly or indirectly. So what are your thoughts on that? Like how best do you define a parent or parenthood? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, and I think uh, being a parent um, is just someone who can guide love and nature a child forever, right? And it doesn't mean you are the parent or the biological parent or not. And I think mm. it's, it's, it's those people who've got the child's interest at heart. So you're looking at your grand, uh, your, it can be a grandparent, it can be an uncle, it can be whoever who's, who's looking after that child. Mm. So because at the end of the day, uh, whoever is in front there, uh, who's regarded as the parent, right, is that child's oh. first example. So they lead that child to whatever they're going to go through when they grow up or whatever the case may be. So when they get into trouble, they're going to come to that person and say, you know what, I'm, I'm in trouble. I need your help. How can you advise me? All that kind of stuff. So answering your question, right, I think being a parent does not mean you biologically, um, but it can be anyone who's got that child's best, best interest in heart. And um, genuinely, yes. So some some parents who actually give birth biologically are not even involved as much. That can be a father or the mother are not even involved as much. But the the, the grandparent can actually take care of the child and shape the child to become who um, to become a better person when they grow up. That's true. That's true. I mean, I've seen, I've witnessed a couple of um, scenarios, even sometimes on TV, you see that um, a mother was never there and this, uh, or maybe the same mothers who abandon their children and dump them in like homes those yeah. things do happen so like you said i think you you defined it perfectly to say that um whoever has genuine love and the child's best interests at heart yeah. so um i'm also curious on how you how, how do you know because let's look at it this way right raising children in these modern times has become super tricky like the method that our parents and elders had in in terms of raising us. They had their own views and and their own ways that honestly, I always tell my mom, like, you know, some of the things you told me whilst I was growing up, I'm never gonna tell my own kids because wow, society has evolved and we can't run away from that. And and back in the day, they always, I mean, there's a saying that goes by, um, it takes a village to raise a child. But nowadays, the village cannot be trusted and is become infested with all sorts of immoral beliefs. And um, I don't know, like a few weeks ago, a few months ago, maybe, there was um, a lot of buzz on the internet about a, a movie that was produced that was very, I don't know if you heard about it or came across it, but it it was basically a, a children's movie, but it had um, explicit content. So this is a, a, a society that's infested with pedophiles, people who are taking women and, uh, and children, actually, children mostly, and, and human trafficking them. And if you've come across the hashtag, save all children, it's become so popular because children are under some sort of danger. So going back to the question, right? What are some of the fundamental aspects that we need to consider and adopt whilst raising these children so that we maybe shift the danger away and make them aware or make ourselves aware as parents. Yeah, what you, what you touched on there is really, I think right now, um, just going back to what you were saying about how we are raised and, and now is actually quite different because right now um, we fight in technology because technology is right everywhere now. So our kids... True. Um, tend to know how to navigate the phone um, more than mm -hmm. you do, even at two years old, trust me. 
<laughs> yeah, I trust me, I know. Yeah, my little one will take the phone and know how to go to YouTube, look for Paper Pig, and you know. Mm. So you 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 find that you know what whenever they going go on YouTube, right? These pop up of uh, adverts and some adverts, mm. um, some of the adverts that pop up, you know, you'd actually think who who does that? Like a child is watching Paper Pig, and then there's an advert that comes up of explicit stuff you know and um it becomes very difficult to 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 actually uh teach kids nowadays based on what we were taught so i think we need to also evolve as parents to say okay let's work around it let's find new ways actually raising our own kids incorporating what we learned when we were growing up you know now you can't do corporal punishment mm-hmm. because it's 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 um it takes you to jail if you if you beat up your child so you need to find ways to actually mm-hmm. um discipline your own kids so for me uh one of the fundamental aspects going back to your question is um i found it very um to use to pray right for god to give me wisdom, wisdom regarding raising my own child because some I never had a father growing up you know so I don't know how to raise a child especially I've got a son you know some of the things that it does I look at him and I'm thinking dude what are you doing you know I feel like just clapping you right yeah. now but you know when I pray and ask for, for wisdom from God to say you know what help me through show me the way how do I do it right and then it also um, when I pray with him, he knows how to pray now at a young age. Um, it also gets him when he grows up, he will know to say, you know what, if I get in a difficult situation, this is how I'm going to be able to. This is how I'll do it. Yes. So I, 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 so prayer is number one. That's, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things I use. And then also teaching them about the culture. You know, where I come from, mm-hmm. what are our beliefs, um, you know, so that they will be able to engage with with the society as well and also give them an identity to know where they're coming from, what we do, our beliefs. Uh, when you meet people, okay, you must greet your elderly people and all that kind of stuff, which is very important, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, and I think the last one that I use is etiquette. And it's just showing them the right manners to follow. Uh, for example, just being kind around people because you don't know who you're dealing with. Some people have bigger problems than you think you have. And just being kind, it makes a difference for everyone wherever you go. So like my son, he's very bubbly. Um, I do corporate. I work out a lot. And I took him this weekend mm. to, to the CrossFit Games because I was, I, was, I was competing. And everybody loved him because he's with everyone talking to all the kids, playing around. And, you know, that's what I teach him because that's... Oh, wow. The people's person. Yes, just say, you know what, you don't know what people are going through. Just be um, a good person. Be just be kind. Just love everyone. Doesn't mean you have to like the person, but just be kind. And then after that, you can always say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that person, but you were kind to that person. Because when that person looks back and says, why should I hate that person, whatever the case may be, because they were kind to me all the time. It makes a big difference when they grow up. Yeah, uh, that's that's deep. Eh? I think it's something that if not just kids should carry with them, but even us as adults, yeah. we often tend to forget the the importance of being kind and good to each other. And just you know, if if we remembered that, then the world would be a much better place. True, true. And if you, look- you know, but if you teach them young, yes. then I, I guess it, it takes a better turn. Yeah, it it's, it becomes better when they grow up. They'll know how to deal with with different people, uh, especially in the workplace or wherever they go, whether it's business or whatever. Uh, it's the same same mm. thing that you're gonna have to to do. Okay, so are there any? Do you think there are any do's and don'ts 
and that have to come like when you're raising a child um is there a particular discrimination in how you raise them depending on the gender of the child say you are raising a two-year-old boy would you have done things any different if you were raising a girl child seeing also that girls girls are tricky hey um you can agree with, with me on that um you get the the like we mentioned earlier the gender-based violence just the, the 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 way society regards a woman versus a man is there does that now bring a certain discrimination in terms of how you raise the two i think first things first um right i think before i say okay this you can do for girls personally and this you can do for boys i think first things first is to say you know, you, you, I have to teach my kids to love themselves and love their body, mm. no matter what. I'm going to tell them that no one has a right to just touch you for no, no reason, whether it's a boy or whether it's a girl, because a child can be molested as a boy. A child can be molested as a girl, mm. you know, and that's, that starts with uh, from the nanny um, uh, taking care of them. Whether sure. it's me as a as a father, I can't touch my own child's uh, private parts at any given time just for the sake of it. I need to let them know that you don't just touch anyone's private parts. So I think it starts there. Okay. You know? Like you said, also, you mentioned an important part, especially the nannies that you allow yes. into your homes or close to your children. Yes. Because um, even us, even me as a, as a as a parent, because you're finding now where situations whereby you hear a father rapes his his daughter, or you know, mm. this boy was molested by his mother or whatever, because people are drinking too much or whatever the case might be, you know, they're using excuses to say they did that because of that. But it starts there to teach them to say, wherever I go to drop you off at your at my uncle, right? Don't let him touch you, but on your own or whatever the case might be, uh, you know. And then um, as, 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 as for girls, personally, I'll, one of the things that I'll teach them as well is to say, you know what, when you're sitting, uh, you have to sit in a certain way as a lady. You know, you can't sit in public just opening your legs at any given time or whatever the case might be. I think for me, that's, yeah, for me, that's, that's one of the biggest things. And as for a boy, I just teach my young one um, to have respect and being gentle around others because uh, how they deal with a woman or a girl when they are playing reflects on, on me, how I treat his mother or whoever as, as long as it's a woman. So if I'm rough when it comes to women, Right, he's gonna become rough because he tends to look at me to say, "Okay, that's how it's supposed to happen." So I'm gonna exactly, yeah. And so I, I'm gonna have to try and teach him um, to say, "You know what? Be gentle. Uh, generally, just respect your elders and whoever you encounter in life, uh, whether they're gonna be beneficial or not." Yeah, that's 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 deep. That takes a lot of character also to to even mention the last words that you said, whether it be beneficial or not, because now you find people only are good to the people that they benefit something from. So I think that's very important to teach them that everything you said was so valid. Okay, so um I'd also like to know um do you be, I I honestly believe in bad and good parenting now all of the things you say reflect um a side of a genuinely good parent who not only is raising their children their child for themselves yes. but for other kids that they associate with out there and whoever they shall be involved with in their lives which is brilliant and i also understand that there are some bad parents out there you know like that's a fact that's a fact so um much as we don't we wouldn't want to judge or come across as judgmental at what point would it be safe to identify could you okay this is this is now 
maybe it's your 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 peers, your friend or a relative to now say, okay, this is now bad parenting skills. What are some of the traits and aspects that bring up bad or questionable parenting? Okay, so when it comes to bad parenting, um, one thing I've found out is apparently they say um, for you to be able to see that this parent is actually doing um, some bad things around their kids is when they're about seven years old, right, according to research. And um, I think when you see that this parent is, is, is not good for the child, whatever they're doing, is they start doing some illicit uh, behavior around their kids. It can be drugs, it can be excessive drinking, it can be, um, you know, some, some parents would actually have sex in front of their kids or whatever the case might be, you know, which, yeah, which, which is horrible. horrible because what are you teaching the child? You know, mm. you can do it wherever you want. Um, whoever is watching, don't mm. care about that. And um, it also comes to how they treat other people around, um, around in, in public as well, because kids are watching. Please. All right. And how you treat them, your actual kids in public as well, has a, has a, has, has a huge impact on them growing up. Because apparently they say, the reason they say seven years is because after that, kids tend not to change uh, their behavior. So whatever they catch around that time, right, usually stays with them. So it, that those behaviors shape them from seven years old going upward, right? according to research. So I'm still yet to see how that works because I'm still waiting for that seven to come through. <laughs> and then I'll be able to say, okay, yeah, I think that research but, is actually real. <laughs> but I think, I think you're on the right track already in terms of being aware because I think being aware and intentional in what you do during the time that you are raising your child and actually knowing that, you know what, how I treat them in public, how I treat other people, that takes a lot because, you know, life is full of ups and downs. Sometimes you come back from work where you're walking in the streets and someone pisses you off and you're, you just go off. But when, when it comes to being intentional, about what you do in front of your children and other children as well. That is, that's, that's profound. Yeah, very true. And I think, you know, one of the things I've encountered right now is um, when I say kids follow what they see from the, um, from the elders, right? That's, those are the parents. So everyone, when they say, it, like when you spoke about, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Because kids watch, their elders, mm. what they do. So this other time I went into um, the Kasi, right? That's your, right, um, the high density areas, right? And then you find them, they don't wear okay. seatbelts. And then you tell them to say, okay, wear a seatbelt. They tell you, no, I'm in the Kasi, man. Why should I wear seatbelts? Because we don't wear seatbelts here. And that's, that's the moment I saw that, you know what, kids actually see what the elders do. So they follow them. Of course. It's copy yes. and paste. Definitely copy and paste. Whatever you, whatever conduct you are, even the way you treat yourself, they, they, they soak yes. all of that. So that's when I realized that, you know what, my child is watching how I drive. What I do with that's mm. if I'm texting and driving, he's gonna want to take the drive as well because he's gonna think dad did that when he was driving most of the time. And mm -hmm. if I drink and drive, he's gonna do that as well if he starts drinking because he's gonna say, now nah, which is quite cool because mm. dad used to do it or the, you know, whatever, which is not good. So I try by all means to make sure that when I'm driving with him, I don't do those things so that at least when he grows up, he's not gonna say, you know what, dad used to do that. Uh, then I'm doing it. So he's going to look at it and say, no, I'm not supposed to do that because I don't think it's right because dad never used to do that. Yeah, that's deep. Well, but um, you have already mentioned, uh, going back to the trending hashtag, 
which is um, Save Our Children and how they're in danger and how we cannot just expose them to anything and anyone from television mm. content to looking out for pedophiles. And the worst part is these perverts are everywhere and sometimes mostly in the family, yes. you know? What 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 is one of the major ways in which children can be safe? Because you don't want to teach your child to hate, like you you emphasized on how you are teaching your boy to be yes. gentle, right? And and to be kind, and how everyone loved them. You know, to children, um, they're so innocent in terms of they don't see e the bad or evil in people, but somebody's motives towards a child because we've heard stories horrible stories about how an auntie or an uncle raped a child like you mentioned earlier what are some of the major ways in which we can keep our children safe because it's it's getting worse this day and these days um i was thinking earlier i couldn't even take a walk with my niece normally i would take a walk with her on a scooter on her bicycle and we'll go right round but the rate at which I'm hearing stories around like um, a child was just snatched and a child was just grabbed or it's almost like you don't want to teach them to be rude to strangers or the, the ugly side of the world. But how best can we ensure safety in terms of letting them know that, okay, when you go on YouTube, you're not always going to see Peppa Pig. Your intentions are pure, but the world out there is just, yeah. you know, messed up. How best do we do we get them to be cautious? Um, yeah, you're touching on a very good one there. And um, personally, I think, you know, like what they say, charity begins at home, right? And um, speaking mm. about that, I think... Um, it's best to talk about, you know, back in the days, it was a, it, you couldn't speak about certain things like your sex or, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was a taboo. And I think it's, it's good nowadays to speak about those taboo things with our kids, like your pornography, your sex, your drug, your music and lyrics, mm. what type of music they listen to, because um, it helps them to know, okay, differentiate between the good and the bad. Nowadays, hip-hop is full of, you know, um, I know it's, they talk about, ah, no, it's, it, it talks about the hood or where you come from as, you know, um, but I think you, mm. you have to teach them to say, you know, some, some kind of music is not good. So it comes down to a parent as well. I need to listen to uh, good music that um, will teach mm -hmm. them, right, to say the good of other things. So whether you're going to listen to gospel, whether I'm going to listen to music that talk, that don't undermine women or kids or whatever the case might be. Because you find that a lot of hip hop music nowadays talk about sex. Yeah, they talk about uh, using women That's or talk about money, you know. And then you find that nowadays, the kids nowadays, they are more focused on money. They want to get money. I want to get paid. I want to do this. And then they start getting into a whole lot of illicit stuff. And then, um, so one of the, the main thing is to speak about it. And then also educating them on the social eels, right? That's our society. That's mm. your human trafficking as well. To say how they're going to react when they get into a certain situation. Who to trust? You know, it can be a family member. Some family members are selling their own families just for the, for money, you know, and they need to know how they can react. If they see something that is going on that is not right, they need to say it, you know. So it's, it's also um, teaching their kids to say when they go through something that is not right, they need to be able to speak at that moment, not to wait for seven years to speak about it because the evidence... Yes, the evidence about might have been gone by then, you know. So you need to teach them to talk, uh, speak to them regularly. If you, it also comes down also to actually taking time to study your own child, to know their behaviors, 
when they change of behaviors, you must be alarmed to say something is going wrong. Something is not right. Once they change a behavior, then you know something is going wrong. Whether it might be bullying at school, it might be, you know, being molested, mm. or whatever the case might be. So uh, my main thing is to speak and educate them for, 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 for the future so that they know how to deal with certain things like this. Oh, yes, that's, that's totally true. I mean, I have a five-year-old niece, and I remember one time I went to her and I said, can I tell you something in your ear? And she said, no, 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 we don't keep secrets in this house. And at first I was, I was, I was confused, like, okay, what is she talking about? And then her mother explained to me that she has put in a strict rule to say that there is nothing that is secret. She, she, she can, she does not have to know secrets because the moment somebody uses the secret tactic, anyone can do anything to her in the name of her See. keeping a secret. And we won't know. So I think. And that's what's, uh, yes. In terms of, in terms of uh, uh, encouraging to talk, like you said, I think yes. it makes And I think, you know, that's, um, that's, that's a great way to actually do it as well, to tackle, to say no secret, because uh, pedophiles, they use that secret word. Uh, rapists use that secret word to say, yeah. if you do this, I will make sure that uh, this is going to happen to you. So this is our secret. Never tell anyone that I tell you to private parts or whatever the mm. case might be. So honesty and just being open about it at any given time helps your child um, as well when they grow up. That's very important. That's an important point to note. Okay, so I also have a question regarding, obviously with everything you've said, parenting is, I don't know if I should call it an extreme sport <laughs> it or sport. <laughs> it takes, it takes, it takes so much, and I know of a lot of people out there who want to have children, you know? So, um, obviously, this episode is dedicated to parents at heart, parents biologically, and aspiring parents. But I think it's also important to take note that society puts some type of pressure on us to say, oh, so... When are you having a child? Your biological clock is ticking. Um, and in, in our culture, they have this thing where they, if you don't have a child and you die, they're going to bury you with, um, with, with a rat, exactly, which is a sign of, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but it's, it's, it's their way of saying she has died without a child. She has failed to do the work as a woman. She has failed to prove her womanhood. And you also find that there are some married women who have been, who have discovered that they are barren. So for lack of a better word or, okay, infertile. Let me use that word instead. And um, in, in their situation of being infertile, they have been constantly shunned, insulted and called some type of names. So I believe God makes no mistakes, but in that case, similar to the case in which a woman just decides they don't want to have children or decides, okay, they want to have children, there must be a reason and there must be proper preparation on how you will raise your children and what benefit. Sorry, go on. I think, you know what, I think the society uh, sometimes can give pressure on, especially on women. And I think it's very important sometimes because, you know, um, personally, when it comes to, to parenting, I think parenting is a calling. That's me. Because I think, so. I think there's no yeah. best time to be a parent, whether you've got money or not. Because there's a whole lot of things that are involved mm. other than money. Money is just, you know, a bonus. But emotionally, you need to be there. 
physically you need to be there i think when i say calling i think um a lot of people get called to be parents and they don't know that they're being called or they don't answer you know and i think when you become a parent it's mm. basically god saying to you you know what you deserve it right but uh not everyone answers mm. to the call that's why you've got so many people running away from their kids um which is not a good thing because uh parenting comes with mm. blessings right um that's that's how i see it in their life it can be financially it can be how you treat other people or how your life turns out in the future it has to start there so i believe mm. life is a journey and everything that happens in life is for a reason right that you might not see it today but in 10 years later or 50 years later it will be seen because that child can be the next president for it you know so that's, that's why i say i think it's a calling because whoever has to bring a child to earth it's for a reason so whether you believe in god whether you believe in the universe whether you believe in in in, in buddha whether you believe um, you know you are muslim or whatever the case might be i think it's a calling for to being mm. a parent and i think um when you become a parent it's a journey you learn every day there is no book says you get a child and this is how you're going to do it and this is how your child is going to turn out there is no book that says anything so you learn every day how your child um for instance for 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 us uh when i had a child people told me that you're not going to sleep the child is going to be always crying at night and all that started <laughs> Yeah. everyone came and, in with know, their own theory it was confusing because my child started sleeping the whole through the night at three months and people are like how come i'm like he wakes up at six o'clock he sleeps at 10 o'clock at night and then wakes up at six o'clock so like right now he wakes up at eight he sleeps at 10 wakes up at eight in the morning and i don't even have a problem at all and people say i don't know if this is what happened i'm like this is what happens kids are different you just take it uh, as mm. it is daily my child started uh, I, we put it trained him one day one day and now he pees on his own mm. at two years old wow yeah just one day we just, just one day um, showed him how to do it we took a bottle we peed in his potty like we peeing and then he's like i want to try it And then he comes and he pees and then after that he started peeing on his own and then i've got my sister who's saying oh. her child is over 3 years old and can't pee on his own so there's no formula you know wow that's deep so to anyone listening there is no formula to parenting or life in general man you know how people always come with theories on of what happened to them and then you think it's it's designed yeah. to make you panic you know like i bet you are getting ready for all those sleepless nights and god just stepped in to show you no things will happen the way i want them to and in a different way for you wow so i also would like to know if there are any factors to consider before you start the journey of parenting for people out there who look forward or who have been frustrated and trying and trying and trying and maybe the door do- the doors don't open because there's something they need to know before they get blessed with the ultimate gift of 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 having children are there any things to con- any factors to consider you already said that um it's a gift right it's a calling um money is just the cherry on top of the cake so what are some of the the internal factors within be it within ourselves as individuals to what mm-hmm. we can offer um before before starting uh, the journey okay so personally right i think the number one huh. is um 
finding the right connection. Uh, when I say the right connection, I'm okay. talking of uh, choosing the right partner to have the child. I think that's very important okay. because you want to have a co, someone you're going to co-parent with. Because even if you're married or not, you co-parent the child. There's no such thing as there's no father's baby fit kid. That's, that's nonsense. You co-parent your child. I also put my child on the back to mm -hmm. make them sleep. Um, you know, so that's co-parenting, not babysitting, I think. Um, and I think finding that right person is very important mm -hmm. because uh, when I say finding the right person, is you must study your person. Whoever you decide to say, okay, I think I want to have a child with this person, right? Study their behavior around kids. Know how they react mm. um, when they're around kids, how they speak to kids. Uh, will tell you basically um, the kind of person they're going to be when they have their own child. And we, we have a whole other situation whereby women, just because I like this guy, I'm going to have a child with him. Because I believe personally that it's not a woman, it's not a man who decides he wants a child with this person. It's a woman who decides to say, I want a child with this person, right? And usually women look at, yeah, usually women look at a face and say, oh, he's cute. So I want a child with him. The child is going to come out looking good. And then, but not knowing that mm. this person is very toxic. He doesn't like kids. When he's around kids, he's mm. fidgety. And he, he tried by all means to make sure he's, he runs away from a child or whatever the case might be. That those are already shows you that this person is very dangerous when it comes to a child. And possibility is going to run away when, it's, when, when you have a child, you know, because they can't deal with it, you know. So I think it's very important to look at, look for the right person. And I know it's, it's difficult to look for a person, especially people right now, there's a lot of fake people around. It is. But I look down to praying about it as well. You know, I'm 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 a strong believer of yeah. praying and believing. So I pray, but I speak it into existence, right? I'm gonna speak of I'm gonna have a good good woman. I'm gonna uh, do this. I'm gonna have someone who's mm. gonna be a great mother. Uh, you know, that's what that's one of the things I always prayed for mm. because I didn't want someone who's gonna give me problems growing up. You know, so these things life is difficult in general. Having someone who's gonna be, you know, on your case exactly. all the time. Uh, I don't know. I didn't want that. So I think that's one of mm. the biggest things for me. I, I'm not saying it's gonna work for everyone, but you know, always look for something that works for you and look around it. But don't just choose based on face. It never works. No, I, I definitely think that what you've just said, I don't mean to be rigid or anything, it definitely <laughs> is a formula that works. Because if, if everybody, if we all thought that way, then we would have been in a better space in terms of who the baby daddy is, married or not, really. Do you get what I mean? So, so, so maybe it, it wouldn't, we don't all get the same person because we prefer different things, but those are very important points that you've raised, which we underlook simply because of the pressure that we are given to say, oh, your biological clock is ticking. When are you going to give me grandkids? When are you going to have a baby? You know, you need, and, and yet the society that we're already trying to break out of all the doctrines already broken doctrines. So we need to be very cautious because, I mean, the whole purpose of this conversation is to actually put it out there that this is delicate. This is something that is important and that needs thorough thought and yeah, I think societal action. pressure is very. Uh, it's, it's it's one of the things that control us as as people because I think these things that didn't start today. They started a long time ago where I think that's where the arranged marriages came and a whole lot of stuff to say, you know, I think your time is up. You can't yeah. uh, look for a person for yourself. We're going to help you look for a person. And then 
you find that this person, this they didn't even study the other person. They just give you that person and say, this is. So I think society plays a big yeah. part as well in how the next generation is going to turn out as well. Yeah. True. And we have to do the work in terms of thinking, thinking things yes. through and how we are raising the little ones. Perfect. So what are some of, to, to sum it up, what are some of the best parts of being a parent and what is the delicate, what are the delicate parts as well? And what, what are the closing words that you would like to leave every parent and potential parent and every person who plays the role of a parent directly or indirectly? Some people are even parents to themselves. You, you get what I mean? So in to just to just sum it up, what are your closing words in terms of the delicacy and some of the I best think, parts of it? Uh, parenting for me uh, brings the best out of you, as a, 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 of you as a person. Uh, it teaches mm-hmm. you self love. It teaches you there's someone who's always going to be watching mm-hmm. uh, when you're doing something. So, um, and I think. It just teaches you unconditional love, the power of unconditional love. Because if you see how a child turns out when they grow up, um, it, it comes down to the love that you give them when they're growing up. And, um, you know, and for me, it has given me something to fight for. You know, um, whenever I go out there in the world, in the streets, uh, hustling or, you know, looking for work, I always know that there's a little boy who's waiting for me to come back to say, you know, whether I made money or not, he's going to just tell me that, Daddy, I love you. Daddy, come here. Daddy, kiss Daddy. Or whatever it might be. And that alone mm-hmm. is enough for me to wake up in the morning and do it again. You know, so I, I just want to say to everybody, just, you know, do you. Don't listen to what people tell you or whatever the case might be. Do what makes you happy because life is too short, guys, to be uh, thinking of what are they going to say? What are they going to think of me? Because it's you're just wasting your time just, you know, uh, telling yourself that you can't do it or whatever the case may be because you're going to be judged anyways, even if you do good or not, you know. So do yeah, so just do what do makes that, you happy yeah. because I think happiness is is more important than anything else. If you don't want to have a child now, you want to have a child when you're 35 or 40 or 50 or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's your mm. choice. Mm. Nobody should it's be your able, choice. Uh, to tell mm. you because even for instance, um, for me, some, some uh, I dated other girls, right? And then my family didn't want... Uh, the, the maybe the person I had at that moment, they wanted the other one I had previously. But it's up to me to tell them, no, I'm not going to get that one. I'm going to get this one because you're going to have to learn to love that one, whether you like it or not. But if you don't want, then it is what it is. And just because I was so strict when it came to, when it came to that, people ended up loving what I had at that moment. Never really cared. You know, so... Because whatever makes me happy mm. is more important than everybody else. It's your life after all. Yeah, it's your life after important. all. Wow. Thank you so much, Takuzwa, for every every single word you have said has been so deep and I'm so sure that this one is going to be top no, of the chart. Thank you so much as well for having so, me. Um, guys, I had fun. I enjoyed. Sorry. And yeah, this is, this is something that comes straight from the heart. I really uh, enjoy having such conversations. That's that's great, man. I've enjoyed thoroughly having you on the platform. Please tell us more about Proud Dads Gang, where we can, you know, find more of your work, where we can, you know, see more of what you do, get inspired. And I know that you also have a shop that sells like T-shirts and all of that. 
So um, a little okay, more detail. So you can find us on www.prouddads.co.za. That's our website. And then uh, our Facebook, it's proud underscore dads, right? And then our Instagram is proud underscore dads one. Okay, yes, thank so you so much. Uh, okay. You can thank also you so WhatsApp us on 061-217-8827 if you need any help regarding fatherhood or you want some merchandise because we also do sell merchandise as well. So just just to show wow. that you know what we be proud of being fathers. So you walk wow. around telling everybody that you know what I'm proud of being a father. So yeah, that's the whole point. Yes, great. I'm a dad and I'm proud. Starting the movement of bringing yes. dignity back to fatherhood. Thank you so much once more. And hey, I'm looking forward to see a larger community growing. And um, definitely, I don't doubt that you're going to touch as many lives because what you've said, wow, um, it revolved around so much of what's affecting society and just how one thing which is showing up as a father can do. Thank you so much, Takudzwa. Thank you for starting this and, and realizing at whatever point you realized that this needed to be done and doing the work. God bless you. God bless your family and your growing child who I know is going to be one <laughs> phenomenal <you>. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. Guys, thank you for listening and please do follow Takuza and or Tino rather and um, yeah follow the page buy some merchandise and actually do the work thank you so much for tuning into the talk hub and cheers thank you guys see each other next thank you week. Sophia cheers <laughs> thank you Takuza